0: Happy Reformation Day! I'm recording this uh, weekly devotion on October 31st, and we know that October 31st, 1517, is when Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses to the door of the Wittenberg Chapel, and these were 95 arguments against the sale of indulgences, the idea being that if you uh, bought an indulgence, you paid money to the church, this would forgive you or someone else's sins in purgatory, and you'd spend less time, or a relative would spend less time in purgatory, and so Martin Luther was arguing that this is not a biblical understanding of how we're forgiven. And by contrast, we know of the five solas of the Reformation: sola scriptura, sola fide, sola gratia, solas Christus, and soli Deo Gloria. Now, the Reformation is just that; it's a Reformation. It's returning to the truths of the Scripture. We know that the sale of indulgences or especially the seven sacraments that were built up around the Roman church's teaching of soteriology of how to be saved really trace back to the Pope who called Gregory the great. I put the great there in quotation marks because uh, he introduced this misconception, this misunderstanding. And it was a departure from what was taught at the first church council the Jerusalem council recorded in Acts 15. Now, what was happening in Acts 15 is that uh, persons who held to the Jewish religion, sometimes called Judaizers, were telling the Gentile Christians that they need to be circumcised. So we see that here in uh, 15 verse 5, it's necessary to circumcise them in order for them to keep the law of Moses. So it was a question about uh, what do you need to do to keep the law? Is the law of Moses, specifically here the ceremonial law connected to circumcision, not the moral law of the Ten Commandments, but the, the uh, ceremonial law and circumcision, does that still apply to Gentiles Christians, or does it apply at all to Gentile Christians? And the answer is no. Summarized here in verse 11, we believe we'll be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as they will, so it's so it's true for Jewish Christians and for Gentile Christians. We're saved through grace, soli gratia, and solus Christus by the Lord Jesus, not by anything additional to that. So, this is the truth that the Roman Church had departed from, and in its departure had, because of its influence through Europe, had had greatly harmed the European understanding of Christianity. And so the Reformation was a call back to these gospel truths, the gospel truth that we're saved by grace. So think of the, think of the, uh, ordo salutis. We can begin all the way back with election, but then after that comes regeneration that we're born dead in our trespasses and sins. And so we need to be given a new heart. And in the first council, they, they speak of that and God who knows the, the heart bore witness to them by giving them the Holy spirit, just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them having cleansed their hearts by faith. So the Holy spirit gives us a new heart, which then comes to expression in our faith. The faith itself is a gift as we know from the book of Ephesians. So regeneration. And from there, we have that faith, which allows us to convert and confess the name of Christ as our Savior, that it's only through him we confess that we can be saved from sin. And so because of what is explained in verse 8 and 9, verses 8 and 9, we have the truth now in verse 11. We're saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, after conversion, comes justification. We're justified before God, not because of anything we did, but because of the sacrifice of Christ. And now there's sometimes a confusion between that step justification and the next step sanctification, where the Christian who has remaining sin has to be sanctified or made holy to work out uh, that sin, have, have uh, himself or herself purified as in the refiner's fire. And so the idea is uh, that there are things you need to do to be, to be uh, sanctified. And as the Holy Spirit works in your life, To refine those sins out of you, you become more and more in the image of Christ. You're more and more living according to God's will. And that's something that's given to us in scripture. It's not something additional to scripture laid on humans as what the Roman Catholic church was doing. So the first council is telling us these truths all the way at the beginning of Christian history, that we're to go into the world teaching this gospel, not some other gospel. And instead, what we see is Christians, perhaps that you might say, you might try to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think you have to do that. But let's say you try to give Gregory the benefit of the doubt and say he's just trying to systematize a good Christian life. But even if he was doing that, then he wasn't clear about the difference between regeneration, conversion slash faith, justification, sanctification. And his system ended up coming into direct conflict with acts 15 11 all the way down to uh martin luther's time when that church was selling indulgences as if you could purchase forgiveness be hard to think of something more contrary to the gospel of christ but that's what they were doing now since that time you might find that roman catholic believers hold to something much more like what i've expressed here but when you go back and you look at the the uh their beliefs at the time of Martin Luther, you'll see. Well, that's a change. Then they've actually become perhaps more in line with the Reformation since that time. But the opposition to Martin Luther, and the councils after that, solidified that no, they do believe those things. They do believe that you're saved by doing those things, and uh, you can purchase indulgences, etc. So the gospel taught in Scripture to be spread to the whole world, and very many times we see humans interfering with that by bringing in something they put in addition to the gospel. That's what verse 10 talked about. We're not to put anything else uh, as a yoke on the neck of others besides what God has has given to us. That was a yoke that not the disciples, neither the, or neither the Jews nor their fathers were able to bear. Why are you putting on the Gentiles? And so we'll see humans doing that, uh, adding to the gospel, adding something to the teaching, sola fide, sola gratia, sola scriptura, sola Christa, sola Deo Gloria, adding some other clever thing that they think will help the message or make it uh, more pure or, or more effective. But we're not to add to that. We're given the gospel. And it's the uh, perfect word of God that we're to spread into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So happy Reformation Day, October 31st. We're returning to the, the truth taught in the Gospels and reforming, meaning going back to what was taught in the very first Christian council in Acts 15.